Shalom, everyone. This is Luke Tanner with Zion Hebraic Congregation. Today's Shabbat message is by me. It is from the book of 2 Peter. Uh, feel free to check out our website, zionhebraiccongregation.com. There you will find past archived Shabbat messages. You can also subscribe to our messages on your favorite podcast platform provider, such as Apple Podcasts. Um, feel free to leave a review if you want to. Um, also on our website, you can subscribe to my dad's uh, blog posts. Uh, that he puts out weekly in the subscribe box. You put your email in there. And you can also, on our website, find links to our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Enjoy. Hey, mighty warriors arise, yeah. Uh, all right, if you want to go to the second epistle, general of Peter. As it says in my Bible. <clears throat> so we're kind of continuing on. <coughs> in Peter, finish, actually, we're probably going to go through the whole book today. It's only three chapters, and it's such a flowing thought that I don't know, we could break it up after chapter one, but we'll see, maybe we'll see how much I have to say <laughs> after, after chapter one. Good to see those of you who made it out in the intense heat today. All right, let's pray and then we'll get into this. Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this day. And I thank you for the Shabbat and that we have a place to assemble, that we can assemble freely, that we um, are able to come and study your word. It's such a, I don't know, God, it's such a, it, we take it for granted because we live in such a free society um, with people who fought and died to give us these things. And I thank you for that and that you have preserved that. And, um, you know, there's people all over the world that risk their lives to get together to assemble and read your word. And we just... I don't know, we're careless with it. And so I just ask that you'd help me to appreciate it more, uh, that what you have given us here, and that we can spend this time and let us redeem the time that we might um, not squander what you've given us and provided that when times, rough times do come, we would be prepared. Uh, it's hard to train when there doesn't seem to be anything looming on the horizon, but there always is. And So help us just to be diligent, Father. Thank you for the word. Amen. Okay. Peter chapter 1. I like this book because um, basically it's kind of, the way I look at it and I broke it down um, is chapter 1, how we need to live. And he's basically writing to them as a reminder, calling them to rem remembrance and, and saying, hey, you know, stay vigilant. <clears throat> I, I have a client and they have a couple little kids. She fosters them and uh, I was talking to them and I don't know, just about, you know, doing what you're supposed to in life. And I was like, you need to be, remain vigilant in all things. And the kid's like, what's that mean? And uh, so his mom and me were like, well, that made it a joke that that was his vocabulary word. And then he remembered it next time I went. It was pretty funny. <clears throat> but the, so 
Chapter 1, how we need to live. You know, he's reminding them. Chapter 2, false teachers. Um, we'll get into that. Chapter 3, uh, basically, remember the Word of God is essentially what he's telling us. And it's, 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 it's really, really basic stuff, but so vitally important and uh, that we need to be continually reminded. I don't know about you guys, but it's like if I don't stay... And I think it's like this for anything, like if you're practicing jiu-jitsu, if you're playing an instrument, if you're exercising, if you're trying to eat right, if you're not day by day vigilant and diligent and you're, you're refreshed and you're reminded, it just, it doesn't stick in my mind, it doesn't stay, I don't stay fit, uh, I don't remember. Things come back because you kind of burn muscle memory into your mind and, and habits, but it, we, we, we start to devolve into, I shouldn't even say that, regress back to our natural state, which is, you know, pretty weak and pathetic. So he's reminding the believers here of, of really essential basic things, but they're, they're the core building blocks of what makes us as believers usable people for God in the society for which we live, because he's basically telling them, you know, you're in the diaspora, things aren't going to be getting much better for a while, so buckle up, essentially. And there's going to be false people. Not only that, but there's going to be attacks from without and from within. And they're insidious. And, and so he, he clues them in how to, you know, see these things, what to do about it, how to go about it, how to be guarded against it. Uh, and, and he basically sums it all up with staying, you know, if you can find the verse... Well, we'll get to it, but, you know, he said, until he says, remember the words of the prophets. You know, he calls them back to the word of God. So. All right, chapter one, verse one. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Yeshua Messiah to them that have obtained the like precious faith with, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Yeshua our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. I like that phrase. Given to us all things that pertain unto life and good godliness. So we, we've, we've, we have what we need to be able to live a life... Uh, of, of godliness, and he's called us unto glory and virtue, whereby, verse 4, are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I found that so interesting because we, it's always been, I was listen, I'm listening now to the, this uh, series, of the book, audiobook thing on the rise and fall of uh, China. And it's really fascinating because the basic human nature is to want the shiny things. Like they wanted industrial development. We always want, you know, it's kind of the, we're not, we're never content. And there's good and there's bad in that because great things have come out of people's wanting to improve things. But there's this, there's this idea uh, that he talks about the corruption that is in the world through lust, you know, so this, this lack of contentment, whether it be money, things, <clears throat> life, relationship, all these things. And so he's given us an escape. And besides this, verse 5, 
all, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. So he's going to go through this list here. It's pretty important. To virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Yeshua Messiah. So he's saying, you know, if you have these character traits, if you have these things that build and are structured upon each other, you will abound in, um, in the faithfulness and knowledge of Yeshua. You know, you'll be a complete person, well-balanced in these things. Nine, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I think it's so true that, again, when we're not, we, he's writing to remind them so that they can remember. And if we don't remind ourselves and remember, you lose sight. You lose the ability to see clearly, to detach, to look at life, to look at your life, to look at a situation with clarity. You be, you, your eyes get dimmed because you're not seeing it through the clarifying lens of Scripture that reorientates you to see it from this angle, which is really accurate. If you've ever been on a boat or been sailing, when you get a chart, you look at the chart, it's an aerial view, and you look down on it. Well, when you're on a boat and you look out there, there's maybe in the horizon five islands. Well, it could look like two different land masses. Or there was this one island that it looked like it was just a little peninsula, but then when we got to the other side, and had an, it was actually a separate little island. And so... That's kind of what the scriptures do for us is they give us this aerial, top-down, clarifying view so that you know how to navigate life. That's kind of a neat analogy. I never really thought about it this way. Whereas, if, if you don't have that, if you're blinded to some degree, it's, you still see, but your perception is skewed because you're, because you're not orientated properly. And so... Uh, we have to be reminded. We have to pull ourselves out, pull ourselves back, put ourselves into the Word of God so that we can navigate properly. Uh, but he, nine, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. I find that so interesting that he says, says that. He hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. He doesn't... Because when you know where you started... Again, kind of the whole navigating thing. If you're listening to this, I was just on my sailboat, so all this thing's kind of fresh in my mind. If you don't know where you started, you don't know where you are. And so if you've lost track of where you started, you're, you don't know where you are, and so you can't, you can't do what you're supposed to be doing. Okay, so he's forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall not, never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua Messiah. So if you're diligent in these things and making your calling and election sure, you will not fall because you're living out uh, the life of Yeshua in you. Twelve, wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it is me, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this, my tabernacle, even as our Lord Yeshua Messiah has showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. 
So I think that's pretty cool. He's, he's, he's exhorting them so that they remember even after he's dead, which we're reading them now, which is pretty cool. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Yeshua Messiah, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory that this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. I, I'm reading a uh, book. I can't even remember who wrote it. It was written in the 60s. Um, and it's about the life of David. And the guy made the comparison, and I, maybe this is pretty evident, and, but I never thought of it this way. So you have David, and Samuel goes, he's looking at all the sons, and he sees Eldab, and, oh, surely this must be the Lord's chosen, goes through all the sons, no, 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 no. And he says, well, God's not told me who I'm supposed to anoint here. Is there anybody else? Oh, well, we got David way out in the fields. You know, we didn't even think to call him, because why would you bother? So he calls David. And he anoints David for, to be king, right? He's going to be king. He's got this special mission now. So the writer compared, in comparing Yeshua and David and their life and their purpose, because we've often talked about, like, why did Yeshua need an anointing of the Holy Spirit of the dove? Like, he was obviously saved, and to put it in the vernacular, right? You know, so what does he need? Well, so it kind of... It, maybe in a certain, on a certain plane clarified for me or helped me to see. It's like same thing with David. David was obviously, I believe, already a believer, we'll say, to put in the vernacular, hanging out in the fields with the sheep and killing lions and bears and, and doing just what he was supposed to do and, and praising God and playing his harp or whatever he was doing. But then he was, then the prophet came because he was getting uh, anointed. He was getting put on this new trajectory to be the leader of the armies of Israel. And so he was anointed for now this new special task, and the Spirit of God came on him. I believe he already had the Spirit of God, but now he got more? I don't even know how you would quantify it. But God gave him something else, something more from God, to be able to now do a much bigger task uh, that he had set forth for him. So Yeshua why he would even need that, I still can't quite wrap my mind around that, but, but he did, you know, and he, yeah, he was, he was human, he was in flesh and blood. I don't know how I got on that. Um, oh, 17, my beloved son. So, uh, power coming, but eyewitnesses of his majesty. For, okay, yeah, so he's saying, we're eyewitnesses. We saw what happened. We were all there. This isn't made up, blah, blah, blah. 18. And this voice which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him on the holy mount. And we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, unto the day dawn, and the day star rises in your hearts, knowing first that no prophecy is of, script, of the scriptures of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but by holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost." <clears throat> but, so now we get into chapter 2, and now he's going, so he's, he's reminded them, he's exhorted them, um, and he's saying, now, watch out from with all, with, within and with all. Without. Chapter 2. But there were false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. I think it's so, you know, we, I don't know, me, I guess, I'll, I'll use myself. You know, I read that, but I don't know that I really 
do anything about it or like think it through. I mean, obviously it's like, okay, head knowledge intellectually. It's like, yeah, yeah, there's false teachers out there. But, but that means there's really false teachers out there in, in our ranks. You know, there, it's not like, well, it's over there in the Catholic Church, we'll say. Or it's over there in, you know, the Moonies. Well, yeah, but, but, but he's not saying that. He's saying, among the people, there will be false teachers among you. You know, so put yourself back in that time. You're a small little sect of believers, a small little group in your small little homes because you've been kicked out of the synagogues. Things are starting to get tough, and there's going to be false teachers. So we have to be vigilant, be diligent, try things against the Word of God, and not just wholesale trust what teachers tell us because they're a teacher. You know, we need to, we need to try things against the Word of God. So there will be false teachers. Who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord had bought them? And bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. So you're going to have this flip-flop. You're going to get a whole bunch of people that are going to follow them. And then so it'll be so bad that even that which is right will be evil spoken of. So he's telling us, it's going to get bad, and it's going to get lopsided, and it's going to get chaotic. <clears throat> Three, and through covetousness they, shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. And that, that right there is a, you know, a big indicator. If somebody's making merchandise of you, if somebody makes their own brand new Bible translation, if somebody, you know, subscribe to my website, that, now I'm not, now I'm throwing these things out generally, you know, take it all with a grain of salt, and I realize there's some teachers, blah, 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 they're good, blah, blah, but, but, just be weary, be skeptical, you know, if they're making merchandise of the people, I don't know, it just, you know, just be careful of it all, it's, it's just rampant, it's just freaking rampant, and it shouldn't be that way, you know, I would rather see our stupid teachers hold down a real job, part-time, Live a simple life and then do your ministry on the side instead of always money grubbing people and oh, reserve your spot for Sakota. It's only 400 bucks this time and we're going to have a new sound system so we need to raise more money. I mean, give me a freaking break. Go ahead, do something actually good with that money. We, we're just, we're doing the same cuss thing over again. All over again. Don't be a part of this. Don't support that stuff. Anyway, put your money where it should go. <clears throat> All right, they're going to make merchants of you. Third chapter, verse 3. Whose judgment now of long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not, now he's, I mean, he's going to compare these people with some bad situations. Like, this is not good. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down into hell and, del and delivered them to change the darkness, but to reserve them unto judgment, spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eight persons, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, and condemned them with overthrow, making them as an example unto those that should after live ungodly, and deliver just lot, lot, vexed with filthy 
uh, with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day, unto the day of judgment to be punished but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in lusts of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Where I find that, so I find that interesting that he, he goes through all that and he goes right into uh, issues with authority, which is interesting. Um, but these, uh, whereas angels, which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute brit brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. I mean, he just lays it on. He wouldn't even be wanted in most Messianic congregations to preach. Yeah, he just lays it right on. He's ripping his own people to shreds. Right, I mean, that, well, and that's the thing that we need to keep in mind. He's, he's speaking to, to us, to his own people. You know, and then he compares them to the angels that fell with Satan. Uh, the fallen world that was wiped out by the flood and Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, the three worst destructive events. You know, and he says, they walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness. There's lust again. Remember when we read that back in verse 4 of chapter 1? Having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. This idea of lust, you know, it's so pervasive in my own dark, deep heart. You know, it's like, ooh, I want that. You fixate and you give in. It's not good. You gotta fight that. Where were we? Ba ba ba. Brute beast. Thirteen. And shall receive re reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots are they, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you. See, they're 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 going to Sukkot with us. They're at Passover. You know, they're blowing the trumpet on Yom Teruah. Having eyes full of adultery. <laughs> you know, we, we tend to think like, well, you know, where's the adultery? I'll tell you, it, it goes to the highest levels within even the Messianic world. That cannot cease from sin, being un beguiling unstable souls, and in heart they have exercised with covers practices, cursed children. I mean, gosh, yes, this is crazy. Which have forsaken the right way. And then he, he goes on to compare them to Balaam. Which following the way of Balaam, the sons of Beor, who love the wages of righteousness. In the way of Balaam, what the way of Balaam was, is he... God would, he wanted to curse the people. God wouldn't let him curse the people, so he had to bless them. But what he did was he figured out another way to curse Israel, which was to get them to intermingle and marry with them. So he couldn't outright curse them with a demonic curse. He, he, what did he do? He played to their lust, the weakness of flesh, which is especially for men and men tend to make up the leadership, it's one of our biggest weaknesses. And so it's something that has to be guarded against. I mean, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole, it, it, there needs to be an environment that, and that's what plays into what we were reading the first epistle of the apostle with the husband and wife relationship and the community. Like all these building blocks has, have to fit one on top of the other properly because if there's something that's weak, 
the whole edifice crumbles. And so it's so vital that these things are, are structured properly. That's why he's reminding them because we need constant reminder because it's like, uh, oh, it's like jujitsu. It's like you're working on all these kind of high level moves and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. What about that? I forget how to do that real basic one. But, but those high level moves are structured on the simple things. And so you have to go back sometimes. You gotta re-educate yourself with the fundamentals. That's part of the reason why I think the Torah portions are so important. The half Torah portions, it's the cyclical nature. We need, we need to be constantly reminded. Sixteen, fifteen. Which forsaken the right way are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Besor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumbass speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. Remember, let me remind you, chapter 2, verse 1, false teachers among you. Just, you know, judgment begins at the house of God. So we just have to ask people, be, be, be careful, be discerning, look at ourselves Look at those who we listen to, that we trust, and just and understand that they're still humans. They're still humans. We, as leadership, are still not without fault. And you can't be followers of men. We've got to be followers of God's word first. Obviously, we have teachers and we have leadership for a reason. Um, and we need to listen to them and follow them. But it's, you know, still have to... There's always that element of responsibility as he's reminding us. Uh, 18. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through, there's a word, the lust of the flesh. Through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promise that, so, and again, these are some, some clues that he's giving us. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. So they'll promise liberty and great things and freedoms and whatever, and this new Bible that'll explain everything for you for 90 bucks. Uh, 20. For af if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge, of the Lord and Savior Yeshua Messiah, they are again entangled therein and overcome, and the latter is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog has turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. So what happens is there's people that come in they rise all the way to a leadership and authority, but the truth is there was no real transformation of the heart, and they take people down with them. That's what happens. Leaving a wake of chaos. It's a beautifully sinister, demonic plan. That's what it is. Three, chapter three. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken. See, this is where our chapter 3. Remember the word of God. 
that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken by the holy prophets and of the commandment of, of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. There's, there's lusts again. Saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continued as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standeth out of the water and in the water, whereby the world was, uh, that then was being over, overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning him promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, oftentimes, I know you guys feel, and I feel like, what are you doing, God? Why aren't you coming back? How much worse, and how much longer does it need to take? And God... But it's, it's his long-suffering, it's his mercy that he endures so long with us. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the, heavens shall, uh, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heaven and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent, again, here we go, Dil- diligent, diligent in all things, Arr. that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. blameless. And account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom, giveth unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his ap- epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which some things are hardly be understood, which they that are unclean and unstable rest as they do the other scriptures under their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfast. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Yeshua Messiah. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. I mean, what a great book. Just a, just a, unbelievable book so he reminds us how to live not to give in to the lust of the flesh and the corruption and beware of false teachers because they're going to come in take a whole bunch with them make merchandise of the people and just take them all down to destruction with them Yeah, no, exactly. 
Well, he kind of, he, he starts in the beginning of how you've been redeemed. Now, remember the things that you've been taught. Beware of insurrection from within. Grow. And, 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 and so that you can become what you need to be. So you don't fall into chaos. And so that you can be preserved unto the end. And he pulls it all back to the Word of God. Stay in the Word of God. Stay in the Word of God. It's the only thing. It's the only thing we have. I mean, if, we, if we're going to put time and effort and money and resources into anything, it, I think it needs to be the Word of God, you know? Because everything else is just kind of man's edifices built on it. You know, we need teachers, we need instructors, obviously, it's all important, but it, it is our foundation, and we can't forsake it, forget it. Um, so, anyways, hope you were blessed as I was blessed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this word. I thank you for this day. I thank you for Peter, though he stumbled and fell probably harder than any of us, came back and was built back up in you to, to be mighty in word and deed and to leave us a, a, a legacy of truth that we can live out and build on and, and walk forward from and that we stand on the shoulders of great men of God and that you have given us the ability to walk the same path and we have the same word and the same spirit to be able to live rightly and to be effectual in this world and to overcome corruption and lust. And I just thank you for that. So I just pray that your spirit would be mighty on us as it was on David and was on Yeshua and, and, and your men of old and that we would be even more now as the time draws near for your return that you would just give us the strength we need because it, chaos just is building and and. The corruption of the flesh and lust is only getting worse and there's more and more false teachers so that so much so the the way of truth is evil spoken of all the time everywhere and it's so distorted that it's almost impossible to sift and decipher and to explain and to get people to even know where to begin to see the truth of the word of god and that's why i believe it god it's so important that your word is what we lead forth with as our banner of truth that is the only guiding posts of tr truth in our lives and our world. And so I just ask that we would build ourselves up steadfastly in it, that we would remember, live it, do it, speak it, live simple lives, and uh, that you would come quickly. Amen. Mighty warriors arise, yeah. Freedom does not me away. The soon is the day when we see your face on the mount of your grace and your own.